Welcome to the 33% Podcast. Each week we'll be charting our journey as a business startup and how we're making the most of our working lives. It'll be an honest account of the challenges, successes, mistakes and misadventures that we have along the way. But first, we thought it might be interesting to go back and tell you a little bit about how we arrived at this point. So I'm James. And I'm Gary. And we just thought we'd start today's podcast by telling you a little bit about who we are and how we got into marketing. We, we're we not two uh, fresh-faced students starting out on our first business adventure. We've been doing this for a little while, so we thought um, probably it was worth telling you a little bit about uh, how we got to this point. At the time of recording, uh, we are still in the midst of a global pandemic, just to give a bit of a... to set the scene, people will probably be listening to this years from now and be thinking back to this time when we're all embracing in the streets again, high-fiving left, right and centre and all this is nonsense has blown over. Um, I, d- I don't know how much embracing in the street was going on before the pandemic. No, so. but we're going to do that now. Because, oh, okay. Fair enough. Because when you take something away, you realise how much you, you wanted to do that. So now strangers will just be hugging left, right and centre. Okay. That seems entirely plausible. Entirely entirely so we thought it would be interesting as we're talking to a lot of uh, small businesses uh, about how to make the most of their working lives uh, we thought it'd be interesting to chart the story of how we set up this business and, and the process we've gone through because although we've been working in businesses and we've been running businesses for many many years um, it's the first time that we've set up a business first time we've set up a business together and the first time that we've set up a business with the knowledge that we already know a bit like being able to go back in time and have another run at your youth and do a better job of it which which would would certainly be uh probably make for an even better podcast and a great brian adams song it, uh, yes okay so, so gary you start shall we tell me a little bit about how you got your first job in marketing how did i get my first job in marketing well that's a good question um I don't like, know. It's almost like you didn't know I was going to ask. Yeah, it. I know. I, I was almost like I was surprised by it. Um, my my first job in marketing uh, came quite surprising to me. It wasn't wasn't I wasn't intending to go into marketing. I wasn't aimed at that. I was actually working uh, behind the scenes. I was an analyst, and I was working for one of those early dot coms. And we were um, looking after the website. I was probably what you'd now call an e commerce m- manager, and I was working behind the scenes, uh, making sure that the site was was working effectively. But I wasn't really involved in the marketing side of it. And then uh, got eventually involved with, through through my housemate, got involved with a new company that was effectively doing digital marketing, uh, using data. And that's really how I eventually got into more of a marketing side of the business, getting involved in everything from how we analyzed traffic for the website through to how search worked how uh, how the different sides of those banners that you see online work and things like that so my my direction into marketing was was really through through an analyst background but I gradually became involved in a marketing business and as a result started to pick up marketing that way because I'm not classically trained in marketing but as many people who are in the marketing industry now I've sort of fallen into marketing found it fascinating and realized that it's one of those very inclusive sectors where people can just learn as they're going along and i was i was lucky enough to to work with some very clever people who who knew a lot about more about marketing than me uh, and learned from them so that that you know 
in 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 short form, that's sort of how I I moved into the marketing area. What how, how yours probably you've got more of a traditional marketing experience than I have. Yeah, so I I started uh, I was working in sales, and I wanted to get into marketing. Really, I wanted to be um, I wanted that combination of the sort of the creative. I was you know, fairly creative, but also but not quite creative enough to be a designer or a, you know kind of an illustrator and those kind of areas so so I wanted to work in marketing that was that was my goal and there was the discovery store was based in the the, the town that I was living in at the time uh, their head office was there so I sort of set my sights on working there and I had a couple of interviews at, with um, a chap called Jason who was, has been a big mentor of mine from um, from way way back when and I went to a number of interviews did the interviews didn't seem to get anywhere, didn't hear back, had another, then suddenly get called out of the view for another interview, um, then nothing. And then one day I was I was at work at my other job and I got a phone call and saying, can you go to the Merry Hill Shopping Centre, to the Discovery Store, um, the MD, we've got a new MD at the Discovery Store and he wants to meet you. I'm like, when? This afternoon. I'm at work. <laughs> well, if you want the job, um, <laughs> you'll go there. And I was like, right. Well, I do want the job, so I found a way out of work. Don't do this, kids. But I did leave, and I got in my car and I drove um, about two hours to get to the Merry Hill Centre in uh, the uh, in Dudloy, um, which is where it is. That's near Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, we, we, that really we really accent. promised ourselves we wouldn't do the silly voices. I can't. I can never. I never made that promise. Uh, okay. um, and I was interviewed in the middle of a very very busy shop in the middle of a shopping centre with um, yapping puppies walking around and uh, flying things flying around my head and everything like that. And this very, very aggressive uh, managing director asked me a lot of a lot of questions. Chiefly amongst those was the fact that I had never worked in marketing before, had no real right to uh, apply for a job in marketing at that level, and he wanted to kind of know what I was, what I was doing there. In the end, I got so fed up with being messed around that I said, I've done um, four interviews now. I've driven two hours to get here today. If you don't want to give me the job, then just don't give me the job. But if you want to give me the job, I'll do, a, I'll do it. And I'll do a great job of it. And if you don't like me, you can just fire me. And he said, fine, you can start next week. And that was the end of it. Wow. And it was like the best example of standing up for yourself and not <laughs> yep. just like, and, that, and I was like, what? I beg your pardon, and he said, "Fine, that's great, excellent. That's what we were looking for." You didn't realize he was. You didn't realize that's what he wanted. He wanted and that's what they wanted. Yeah. That, and that was, you know, the Caldwell Group at the time was part of the phones for you, and that was very much the yeah. attitude they were trying to encourage in people was that sort of very ballsy kind of. Yeah, you that, know, that, that very much comes from the top at the Caldwell Group. Yeah, 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 and it was, and and I, you know, when I went to work there, I had to put on that kind of. That's not how I am naturally, but you had to kind of behave like that because that's what they wanted to see. And from that came a huge number of opportunities. I, I started a job with no experience. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, my marketing manager was, uh, he went off sick, never came back. And I was given the responsibility of looking after 50 stores with me and a graphic designer. And I was very lucky that I had, I mentioned this Jason, who was um, working in a separate part, the direct part of the business, but he was very much a, a mentor to me and helped me understand a lot about marketing chiefly amongst that something he always said which is that it's not rocket science 
don't panic you can figure it out and that's what i did for you know yeah. best part of three years is i figured out what it was i was supposed to be doing and and learn as i went along and i think that's really that's kind of the the position a lot of people find themselves in when they're setting up a business they don't they didn't set out to do marketing that wasn't what they wanted to do they just sort of realized they've got to do it and now you've got to be self-taught you've got to figure out how how you can do it and back then there, there weren't the resources that there are today there wasn't uh you know there wasn't you couldn't just go on youtube and look at instructions for how to do something there was that just that just wasn't out there so you had to rely on other no, people it was the very early days of the internet very early days yeah so i think that's yeah you know it was a it was challenging but i you know but i love it i love marketing i love um i know it's not everyone's favorite certainly many people i think um you know that we've been working with marketing not their favorite thing no um, I, I think i think it's fair to say that a lot of the business owners that we work with are doing marketing because they have to not because they love it and that's fine i mean there are plenty of things you know we 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 as as co-founders of a business very early doors have realized there are things that i like that you hate and and the other way around and that's a good thing that's a positive you know and and a more more power to people that do it but if you are a business owner you just have to get on with it and actually that's why it's important to understand the basics so that you can do it in the most efficient time possible so you can just get on with the things that you do actually enjoy but you can't get away from the fact that you can't grow a business unless you do marketing well and that's something that i learned very early is that i think part of my rise within my business was because i understood the greater good of the business and even though i wasn't classically trained in marketing i realized the importance of marketing and sales and and got involved in it early doors so let's talk a bit about that so you you know your your position is different to mine you have just very recently left your role as ceo of um of red eye um tell me a little bit about how that's been um that experience of going from there to starting up a new business so when i joined uh we were probably about 10 people um and and we probably did the classic thing that a lot of startups do in the early days, which is we pivoted around all over the place, and not in a good way. I think I think pivoting is a, is a really good thing, and and in particularly in these modern times, it's incredibly important. People yeah. have to do different things, but because we never really nailed down what we were, probably for the first ten years, we went off in multiple directions. And and if you're not hugely familiar with digital marketing, when I say we were in web analytics which is essentially looking at traffic of websites then going off to do ad serving and then doing paid search those annoying adverts at the top of google or into um into understanding direct mail or into understanding usability it sounds like well that's all part of digital marketing you know that makes sense but actually there aren't many businesses apart from the big agencies around the world that really make a good fist of doing all those things particularly when you're building the technology, not just offering service. What we needed to do was actually niche ourselves down, which we eventually did probably about 10 years in. And we realized we were data, we were digital, and we offered a service on top of the technology. Now, since then, and you know, I've run the business for the last six years, we've pivoted two or three times. You know, We were an email business that became a market automation business that, that became a data specialist. But our pivots were all within the same area we kept within our field of expertise and we knew what we were because we we'd sat down and we worked out what our values were and we realized what our mission was and, and where we were going as a business so that every change we made we knew fitted within 
where our ultimate direction was. And I think that that's critical. And that's really how I went through the business. I I started off in the commercial side of the business. So you started as an account manager, didn't you? I, I did. I, I, I started as an account manager who had zero experience of actually sales at all. Uh, you know, you, you started in sales. I, I hadn't. I, I, I very much worked in the, in the data side of things. But I soon realized that, you know, the one thing I had was a great aptitude for relationships, both internally and with clients. And that's really, I grew through the business I grew the commercial side of the business, uh, worked with my old housemate who, who was my boss for a, for a long period of time. And, and we grew, you know, the account management function and the client services teams to, to, to offer both relationships with, with the client, but also added value and consultancy. And that's where, you know, I, a big period of my time was, was essentially working on site at brands like hotels.com and um, part of Expedia with JD Sports and with Skype and people like that and actually working on site to help them work out what was wrong with their marketing, how to improve their marketing uh, and ultimately increase their sales. You know, and that was a big part of that until I eventually took over running the technical department because I had a strong background in operational efficiency, that type of stuff. Um, and then eventually took over the business six years ago. And so we, you know, 33% that's our, our company and our focus is on making the most of your working life yep. so you as someone who started out as an account manager and went to being CEO of a company that has 150 people working for it in the space of 16 years that's a pretty massive achievement I would suggest what do you think it was that got you to that point though, that allowed you to have that dare I say meteoric rise um, yeah, I, I, it was a 16-year overnight success, as they describe <laughs> it. Um, my, I, I asked this exact question. When I, when I left, I went back, and the first person I spoke to when I decided to leave for advice was, was my old boss, who, who had been my mentor for, for a long period of my time at the company, and said to him, you know, I'm embarking on new things. It would be really good for me to understand why you, what you saw in me and why you, because he was a big part of promoting me through the business. And he said two things to me. The first was, you know, hard work. There is no substitute for hard work. There, there is not. Uh, and I think anybody who wants to achieve in life and anybody who's set up their own business will know that. It's hard work. But if you put in the hours, then that gives you the best possible chance. The second thing is, is that as a, as a leader, it's about other people. It's not about you. You know, I would I would always make sure that my team, my division, whatever I was responsible for, was doing the absolute best it could. So we always did our job really well. That's that's obviously very very important. But the extra level we went to is we always made sure that other departments were were doing well as well, and we would do what we could to help them out. And I think that's what he saw in me as a as a future leader of the business was somebody who not only made sure that he excelled in his area but that we made sure that we helped other teams succeed because we realized that was in the best interest for the business overall so that's how i you know that that that's that's how i've grown through a through a business you, you've obviously gone through a different thing which is you know and i and i and there'll be a lot of people listening to this who've done the same who set up their own businesses and i'm i'm, I'm always incredibly uh doff my cap to to anybody who who has created a business i think it's incredibly brave and 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 powerful thing to do how did how did you what led you to set up your your business and 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 how did it all start 
Um, well, I mean, I wish I could say that it was an incredibly brave decision. Yeah, you could argue it was just a lazy one. But um, <laughs> I was, you know, I, I was working for another another small marketing agency um, back in 2009. It was the global banking crisis. We had um, a number of clients went out of business, left um, left with a, quite a decent chunk of debt. That ultimately meant the owner of that business was just like, this is not this is not for me anymore and that happens like running a business is hard it's hard and it's lonely and mm. some people just have enough of it after a while and I get it I totally get it and he didn't want to do it anymore but he was kind enough um, to work with me and a couple of our clients then with, with JCB and with Hallmark Hotels who were both um, they wanted to work with me they said will you come and just work directly for us I'd been working with them for a number of years already and I said well you know yeah all right fine like better than going to get a job I guess so I started a business because that was just the most uh, sensible thing to do but I was just working for myself at the time it was just me on my own and I was just doing my job and I love marketing and I was gonna got to do marketing and now I didn't have to work for anyone else so that seemed like a pretty good pretty good deal um, it was only really after a couple of years that I realized that if I wanted to work with more people and more brands and bigger projects, that ultimately I was going to have to scale the business. I was going. I, there were a number of hours in a day, and I was working all of them uh, that were available, including the ones that probably I should have been asleep. And so I realised that if I don't employ somebody else and get some support, one, I'm going to just die, and two, uh, I'm never going to make any more money. And that was, you know, I'm not, I can't tell you which one of those is more important, but. Um, <laughs> But ultimately, that's what we did. So that's when I, I guess we became a proper agency. I took an office, started employing some people, and started to grow into what you know what Cunning Plan is now, which is an actual, you know, a real agency, so I suppose. Do you think that's the point where the business became what what you'd recommend to other people in terms of knowing what it was and where it wanted to go? Well, not really. No, I mean, I think that's something you touched on earlier about kind of niching and finding your direction and things like that. And I would say that. One of the challenges of starting a business, and I think that this is probably a position a lot of people will find themselves in now because people might have been furloughed, people might have started a business because they didn't have another job, they might have tried something out you know, whilst they were off uh, or been made redundant and they're just trying something new and then now they're thinking, is this something that I can keep doing forever? I don't really know. I didn't think, I thought six months maybe I'll do yeah. this for, then I'll go and get a job. Um, and that was 11 years ago. So, you know, you you realise it just happens, time goes by. But but what I didn't do at the start, which is the thing I sort of recommend now, and that's what that's what our you know, our first course is really all about, is setting that that goal, that desire, that what success looks like right from the very beginning, so that you know what you're trying to achieve. Because in truth, I, I guess I would probably meandered for a number of years because I didn't really know if I was succeeding or not. I, I look back now and I probably was, but I didn't feel like I was. I felt like I was constantly not achieving what I needed to be achieving and always looking for what's next and where you know where that is and part of that's because I didn't have that plan I didn't you know I didn't have a, a goal at the beginning and it was really when we got to sort of six or seven people that it became apparent that one of the issues was not having that not really cementing our why or our kind of what those values were because I think when you've got a couple of people it's all right. You start a business. You've got your own values, and you know, and people listen to this. They will have set up their business. They've got their values. That's set. There's not much you can do with someone's values. They are your values. Yeah. Um, 
you bring in a couple more people, those people probably share your values because you're working really close together, you're a tight-knit team, that's what you're doing. There's no, there's kind of no getting around it. But once you get to six, seven, eight people, then suddenly that's when the little factions can start to form. And it sounds crazy, but we really had that. We had, you know, eight people and we got two little groups, the old, the people that had been there from the beginning and then the people that had come in later. And you start forming these little, you know, these little niches that keep bumping into each other. Not a good niche, a bad niche. niche. Um, and that was when I realised, no, we needed to stop. We had to take a step back. And I worked with a guy called Paul who was did a lot of work on the HR side of things. And he helped me um, work with the team to cement those values and to really understand what, not just what were my values, but what were the values of the team and what were the things that we all cared about and what did our clients want and what type of work do we want to be doing? And then we built that out into something that had some real structure. And that was really the point at which we were able to move forward with so much more momentum than we'd had up until that point. So I'm just, I'm just curious, at what point, now you've, as you said earlier, you've been running Cunning Plan for 11 years. Uh, what what stage was this, you, the point that you just described, which was really the point where you finally knew what it is you wanted to do? It was probably, you know, about halfway, I would say. Right. It probably, I'd say it probably took me about five years to, one, you know, get over the imposter syndrome to, to accept that I was actually running a business rather than this kind of, I'm just doing this until it fail, falls over or I get another job. Um, that took me a long time. I wish I'd just, I wish I'd just gone, no, you're doing it. Like, get commit used to it. to it, commit to it, and yeah, on yeah. earlier. But that took me a bit of time, and I think that's you know you got to get to that in your own time. That's going to be different for everybody. But uh, you know, if if people can take something away, it would be have have confidence in yourself and your ability and what you know quicker. Because the longer you spend not being around, sure, yeah, not being sure about yourself, that's way it's just wasted time. There's no no benefit in that time at all. Um, but it was really when I think when we got real success was when we we nailed our niche when we kind of said this is the type of work we do now we'd always worked with you know weirdly we started out working with construction jcb and hospitality um so we always had and we kept picking up more work in construction and things like that and also in hospitality and retail and things like that and i just at some point we just said well i really like the hospitality and retail and other stuff and i'm not that keen on the construction side of things i'm not really i like driving a oh. digger that's fun but you know weirdly i'm not a much of a you know much of a diy sort of guy no but, i can vouch for that um so we just said right, let's let's double down on this let's double down on destinations let's focus on places to go things to do places to eat out restaurants hotels shopping centers those kind of things and that worked really really well until, until about march uh, this year when what all happened? of them shut every oh. single one of them uh and many of them went out of business and it was a bit of a tough old time. Uh, but but I but what the, what I would say at this point, um, because I think it's it's better for me to say it than you, is the fact that even though it might to some people look like, well, did you make a mistake niching down? The reality is you've actually come the other side of that, and and people are coming back, and actually by having that niche, people are actually going to going to you because you're a specialist, and people understand. Look, you know these are difficult times money's tight if i'm going to spend money i want to spend it with somebody i trust and somebody who understands my sector so it's actually benefited you now that we've come out the other side of this yeah a million percent and that that's what i would say to anybody that's you know when you're having those conversations and you will have them with people that you know with, with your, your team with your partners with whoever that may be about 
narrowing that niche about focusing in a certain area some of those people will say to you oh yeah we don't want to miss out on this opportunity over here we don't want to not do this type of work we don't want to alienate those alienate those people don't worry about it focus yeah. on there are plenty of people in that gap in the middle and that you know and i and i spent too way too long worrying about this this other bit of business that might be over here that might want to work with me that might feel alienated. there's too many mites in that sentence yeah isn't there? exactly and and that was the thing and it was really when we really doubled down that's that 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 made a huge huge difference to um to the success of the business brilliant well i think i think it's probably a good time to wrap up the next question i would want to ask is is really you know what were the best successes and 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 as someone quite recently said to me what were your best failures but uh let's say that let's say that till next week Yes, come back next week for more of that. Thank you very much for listening. This is the very first podcast. If you're listening to this um, afterwards, listen to the rest of them as well. That would be a good thing to do. That's, al- that's always the, it's always the best subscribe. way to go. Um, we've got a, you can subscribe on iTunes or any other ways that you would normally subscribe to a podcast. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>